Hi there, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible. And that's okay. I'm Megan. And I'm Hillary. And I'm going to give a disclaimer, because if you hear in the background, that is my own personal cheering squad of my daughter. Exactly. Wow, you even got louder once we started recording. That's just rude. I'm filing a complaint with the FCC. I, or is it FTC? There it is, FTC. FTC, I believe it's the FTC, yeah. Um, I think that any person, and I, I'm the person who controls the editing of these, and I'm not editing any of this out. This is a fact of life. If you like this podcast, you're going to listen to Megan's Baby, and that's just about it. <laughs> yeah, guys, I don't, I mean, as much as I would love to tell you that I live in a very big mansion with uh, a large childcare staff, and, and me and my husband eat bonbons while lounging, while lounging on chaise lounges, while, uh, you know, I have a, I have a podcast microphone attached to a, a gold leaf. Um, I don't. This is recorded in my apartment uh, while I'm <laughs> near my daughter because it's nine o'clock in the morning and I can't make her sleep any more than I can make her sleep any other time of the day. Exactly. See, that was an agreement. Yeah. I mean, I used to, um, just before we get into this, because this is actually kind of, uh, this is actually kind of related to what we're going to be talking about because it's a childhood favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, one of my jobs for a very long time. I have very non-traditional employment history due to the fact that I am an artist. And, um, <laughs> I was a nanny for a long time when I was in graduate school. And um, even nannying is not cheap. Like I was on the cheaper end of things and I was paid out of pocket and it's not cheap. It's like I was like 25 to 40 an hour, depending on how many children I was watching. Yes. And also, so with COVID and everything, I know this is like completely out of the, the scope of what this podcast normally talks about, but I may as well give you guys a little bit of Honestly, a, a, we're a, a, current a, events too. <laughs> yeah, these are current events. So with COVID, normally you'd have somebody who'd babysit or even on the off chance uh, grandparents would. But uh, with the inability to control anyone outside of your own household, and if you have the ability to just stay home, there's no reason for me not to take care of my baby and, you know, have her watch me as I talk into a microphone. And she discovers what hands are. They're amazing things, guys. And just for perspective, Megan and I have not seen each other in person since July. Yes. So. It's been, uh, it's been too long and I hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but speaking of children, so today's topic is, I'm certain you've already seen the title, it's about Pokemon, which is actually celebrating its 25th year this year. Oh, which is, don't. I just want to say, horrible and I hate it. Do Thank not. you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. I've been alive for the entire time Pokemon's been in existence, and I've been a fan of it since. Oh shit. Okay. So wow. Have that hurts I. me to say out loud. Uh, all right. So let's give you a brief history of Pokemon. Um, so, 25th year. You know what that means? It was created in 1997. You know what that means? I was seven years old when Pokemon came out. Megan. No. Animated series is 1997. Oh, oh yeah, the game. We're talking about the game. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got it in 1997. I've uh. only had it for 24 years, which makes it younger. Yay! <laughs> um, sorry. I'm going off of my... 1986 is when the game was released. 1997 was when the animated show was released. And um, I was introduced to Pokemon through the animated show. Um, how I think I want to say 90% of the American kids in the 90s were. Yeah, because that's how I was. when it came out for Game Boy Color, it was some hype. You know, oh, a new Game Boy Color game. But the TV show was truly, it was, I mean, it's the same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Who wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh? No one wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Who wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh after we all watched Heart of the Cards or Duel or whatever the fuck it was? We all wanted to do that. And then we realized that the rules in the game and the rules in the TV show were two different rule sets, so the TV show... Well, I think oh, I, I think one thing um, one thing to note um, is the reason for the advent of its popularity is it was one of the few cartoon shows that was on mainstream television. Oh like, yeah, it was on um, <clears throat> WB. It was on the WB as opposed to a lot of shows which were on Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, like. And Megan and I didn't have cable as children, so. Um. So I was introduced to Pokemon through WB Kids WB uh, in 1997. And then in Christmas of that same year, I uh, got it for my Game Boy Color. It was actually the, it was, it was, I got a Game Boy Color and I got that game. I got blue and my sister got yellow. I believe yellow was also released in 1997, maybe. Yeah, because we, we didn't get red and blue. We got red and yellow because my sister was absolutely obsessed with Pikachu. Um, as most kids were, Pikachu was one of those characters like Elmo, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I played it, um, and the story goes, I played it up until the third gym battle, which is Lieutenant Surge. Lieutenant Surge is <clears throat> electric type. Oh, damn. That is, uh, all right, <laughs> Lieutenant Surge is electric type. And uh, I didn't know that about, about type matchups in Pokemon back in the day. So I had a Squirtle and like four other things, and they all just kept dying. And I didn't know how to beat Lieutenant Surge. I had the strategy guide, I was trying to figure it out. And so I went up to one of my classmates in third grade. And you know, because all the boys were into Pokemon. I think in 97, there was, girls were like, ew, Pokemon's stupid, we don't like it. And I'm like, well, I do. Um, somebody needs to help me beat Lieutenant Surge. So this kid named David was like, oh, I can help you. Let me just get your game. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So I gave him my game. And then a week later, I got it back. And I had beaten the game. I had four level 100 Pokemon. And two of them were like Mew and Mewtwo. And I'm like, but, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't about to, uh, to uh, spit on that beautiful gift. And what actually ended up happening was... Uh, so Pokemon is obviously the most gigantic of franchises. Uh, and, you know, it, I mean, Nintendo itself, it, it just, uh, it's its a moneymaker with regards to franchising. You got Mario, you got Pokemon, you got Zelda. There's no reason for Nintendo to ever create any game outside of those three titles because they're just going to continue to make money. And they have for many, many years. Um, so I got Pokemon Stadium for N64 a couple of years later popped in they had an adapter for your n64 controller where you could put in a uh, a game boy game so i put that in and i put in my level 100 like blastoise and i was like yay i win all the battles i win and uh <laughs> yeah it was really cheap as hell guys <laughs> <laughs> so um i continued to like play the games i got the next one i got was gold because they had the next generation was silver gold crystal I got gold, Caitlin got silver, because me and my sister, there's two of us, there were always two Pokemon games, we'd always get one or the other. And then what they would do is release the third one and we'd go, shit, who gets that one? Um, and then they released Crystal. Now Crystal was super important for Caitlin and I because we were girls and we wanted to play as girls. And in the original Pokemon, you couldn't, you were just a boy. It was just boys and we just wanted to play as girls. And Crystal was the first time they included a girl. And um, I was super happy about that. As a little, I, I was uh, 10 or 11 when I played it. So I was super happy to have that option. And then the next game was Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. And I got Ruby. And when I tell you, I played Pokemon Ruby every night in high school, every night, up until three o'clock in the morning, I put in well over 200 hours into that game, mm. just doing nothing. Like, just like 
dra traveling around and being like, yeah, I'm going to catch more Pokemon. I'm just going to do some stuff. And I don't know why, but, like, that game always, like, like it has, like, an like just such an indelible mark in my mind because I just loved it so much. And then there were, like, 16 other generations that I missed in between. And uh, now, as of Christmas, my husband, Mike, got me Pokemon Sword and Shield. And, and uh, you know when they, like, you know when they used to, like, when we were kids and they used to go one, two, skip a few, 387? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you, 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 like, you'd be like, okay, you got to count to 300 because we're playing hide and seek and I don't want you to find me so fast. And you, they'd always go one, two, skip a few, 300. And you'd be like, no, you can't do that. That's basic. Okay. Um, so Pokemon Sword and Shield is fake. I hate it. I love it. Um, it's Pokemon in 3D and I don't like that. Um, it's been such a long time since I've played. Like, now I'm playing Pokemon in, in, like, such an insane way. Like, you know when they used to talk about the future and they're like, everything will be 3D and there will be holograms. That's basically how Pokemon feels to have evolved. Exactly, sweetie. I'm also crazy impressed by how Pokemon has evolved. And it's easier. It's much easier as a 30-year-old, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. In order to be Pokemon, wait until you're 30. Spoiler, you did it. Also, spoiler alert, wait until you're 30 to play Pokemon. You can pay for so much more stuff. It's great. That's... Like, you don't know how much I used to beg my mom. I'm like, please, can I get Pokemon X? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's the best part about being an adult. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, also kind of double-edged sword because, like, once my child is, like, two or three... And she sees me eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and she's like, Mommy, can I have some? And I'll be like, no, it's spicy. You wouldn't no, like what it. You, okay, here's what you got to do. Um, uh, I saw this thing the other day. Uh, this girl told a story about how her her mother used to say on, like, on Sundays, I'm going to go into my room and pray. And she'd go and she'd eat Chinese food in her room. Um, wow, I love that. I love that for her. That's great. <laughs> That's great. So that's that's what we can do with Sword and Shield. Because... I love it. Yeah, just gonna be like, just go. Actually, that's the other thing is, so with Sword and Shield, as my baby gets bigger, it's a game that she can play. You know, I can hand her a controller, press A, just keep pressing A, and, and the control button. You know, just like, uh. see, exactly. Yeah, see, she. I think she agrees. She's very excited to play. I think Nintendo properties as a whole are super, super kid friendly. But also, adults love them, too. So I can't, I can't say that, you know, um, like, I'm, not, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to continue to treat uh, po Pokemon as a child-only game. It's just going to be a Pokemon is, my daughter plays it on occasion, and I put in 80 hours. You know what? It's like, it, the world is our oyster now. Like, I feel like the, the longevity of the series is definitely encapsulated by the fact that, like, we were controlled and now we are in control. Yeah. It's a big metaphor for the series in general. I think so. Okay. So here's something that's really crazy. Um, with Pokemon, they're releasing in April <clears throat> of 2021, which is an upsetting thing for me to say out loud. Oh no. Um, so one of the games that I loved more than anything in Pokemon was Pokemon snap. Mm -hmm. And Pokemon snap was uh, was, a po was a Pokemon game where you took pictures. And that was it. You played as Todd, because Todd was a character in the, in the cartoon. I keep saying cartoon. It's really an anime, because it was made in Japan. Um, well, it was marketed to us as a cartoon. It so. was marketed to us as a cartoon. Um, but uh, you played as Todd. Todd took pictures. That was Todd's whole thing. Um, and it was like 10 levels, and you just took pictures of Pokemon at every level, and 
your idea was to get the high score so you could get in, to like space and take pictures of Mew. And then you took pictures of Mew and you were done. Like that was it. It was great. It was a very simple like beginning end game. Like the, the middle was just pictures. Beginning is here you are. Middle is pictures. End is you did it. Yay. And um, it's nice like as a kid. Ooh, it's nice as a kid to have like that completion aspect. <clears throat> I apologize, guys. My baby is definitely tired. Or not. I'm not sure. I don't speak baby. Um, <laughs> but I will get her Pokemon Snap. And by get her Pokemon Snap, I mean get me Pokemon Snap. That, that will at one point be her game. Because I assume like once she learns to speak words and walk that she's going to basically be able to tell me if she wants to play Pokemon. And I'll be like, mm, you, you bring up a good point. Here you go. She, <laughs> she's the child of two gamers. So she's going to want to play Pokemon. Oh, absolutely. My, me and my husband have been into gaming for like uh, as long as long as was Pokemon my first video game. Yeah, shit, it was. Uh, it, <laughs> so yeah, it was, guys. So huh. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, to sort of like steer this, um, how do you think that Pokemon, as a video game and as a franchise, has shaped your love of video games in general? Like, <sighs> um, so I can tell you that I feel like. Yeah, I mean, because it's true. Pokemon is the first video game I ever got. It was the, I got my Game Boy Color and I got Pokemon Blue. And I feel like, I, I mean, I can't explain, like, my my decisions as a seven-year-old for, for choosing Pokemon. Like, instead of, because, you know, the 90s were, it's weird to say, but, like, you know, you if you were a girl that was into video games, you were immediately classified as a tomboy. I was going to say, you were a boy. You were a boy. <laughs> you, you weren't allowed to, like, girly things if you liked video games. There was a very, very strict divide of, of these are boys' interests and these are girls' interests. And um, it wasn't me. I also had a very huge collection of Barbies that I played with a lot, and I adored Disney movies. But I also really liked Pokemon, and I really liked... Um, you know, I, I mean, I watched Tenchi Muyo on uh, Toonami back in the day, and Tenchi <laughs> Muyo is definitely, like, I look at it as an adult, and I'm like, well, I mean, to be honest, they also put Red and Stimpy on, so. I was gonna say, yeah, they were definitely showing Tenchi Muyo to kids, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just so, like, crazy, because it's, it, I think without Pokemon, I feel like Pokemon was just the natural progression of where I was going, because I liked the style of the animation because it was similar to Tenchi Muyo and Tenchi Muyo I only watched because I you know I was at my babysitter's she happened to have cable and Tenchi Muyo was on between 3 30 and 5 I think or 3 30 and 4 30 um and I my mom would pick us up every day at around 4 sometimes 4 30 <clears throat> and I remember just being like, if my mom came at 4.15, I'm like, we're waiting until the episode is over. <laughs> and with Pokemon, I didn't have to have cable because it had that similar animation style and it was on Kids WB on, in the morning. And I think it was just that Pokemon really like, it's hard to say, like, like you know, it's just the choice to do it is just, I, I mean, I feel like it, it kind of helped foster the the nerd inside of me because I began to realize it wasn't, because I began to realize it wasn't uh, boys' interests and girls' interests. It was um, nerd interests and everything else. Yeah, I mean, nerditude transcends nerditude. Um, nerddom uh, transcends gender, really. Yes. 
And it's amazing how um, not to not to get sociopolitical about this, but this is this is this podcast after all. Yeah, um, <laughs> do it. It's amazing how gender roles are so like are so drilled into our brains from when we're young people and we can't just exist as humans. Mm -hmm. Like, and Pokemon is like the prime example of it. Like, there are female characters in Pokemon. Oh there yeah, are I mean, one Pokemon of the in Pokemon. Like, and there's a female main character in Pokemon. It's not just the police officer Jenny's and the nurse Joy's. Yeah. It's, you know, there's I'm sorry, I really have to tell you guys this, because this is one of my biggest bragging tools um, with regards to why I don't believe Pokemon is a gendered subject. Um, They created a Pokemon musical. Now, I don't know if you all know, but I am really into musicals. Like, oh, like upsettingly, like upsettingly amount, like into musicals. That's how we bonded. Yes, we, me and Hillary met via children's musical theater. So in the year 2000, uh, they made this musical for Pokemon. It was called Pokemon Live! Exclamation point. If you need to Google it, um, I'm certain you can probably find some old forum posts that I posted about it, like back in like the 2000s, because I was very obsessed with like finding a, like a track record of this thing. So it's it's a lot. It's like I, I cannot express to you how much this musical is. If you've watched the cartoon, you know you've got your main characters. You've got Ash, you've got Brock, you've got Misty, you've got Professor Oak, you've got Gary, you've got uh, Jesse, James, you've got Ash's mom, Delia, you got Nurse Jenny, Officer jo- sorry, Nurse Joy, Officer Jenny, and then you, uh, you've got Jesse, James, Meowth, and you've got Pikachu, and um, one of the characters from the beginning of the show. The big baddie uh, was Giovanni, head of Team Rocket. Yeah. And um, what's really funny to me, like as an adult, is like, oh, they modeled Team Rocket after the Mafia. That is fucking hysterical. Um, were, yeah, no, there were real, like, there was so much subversive shit going on with Team Rocket. <laughs> the thing is, with Team, so even even outside of just the show, so Meowth, um, who is uh, Team Rocket's, you know, talking cat or talking Meowth, whatever. It's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> Meowth was uh, the only talking Pokemon. And Meowth was voiced by, at my, so when I was a child, you know, the exposure to like, so again, we're, we're going back into the political realm for a moment, but I, this is actually very super relevant. So my exposure to transness was just not, I didn't know what trans people were. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't understand that as a concept because we were it wasn't something that was exposed to my yeah. life. So when I became like a teenager and we got a computer and the internet, I was really interested in finding out who voiced who in Pokemon. And Maddie Blaustein voiced uh, Meowth. Maddie Blaustein has since passed away. Uh, she passed away many, many years ago, actually. It's kind of upsetting. Uh, that's why Meowth's voice sounds different, because the original voice actress is no longer doing her, um, <clears throat> doing Meowth. So Maddie Blaustein was my first exposure to someone who was trans. And I think I didn't even recognize it at first, because I saw the picture of Maddie, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I heard Meowth's voice, and I was like huh, I didn't know Meowth was a girl. And then it kind of like helped, I think, because that's the thing is at some point, like nowadays kids are growing up, hopefully with transness, like totally in their realm of like vision. And they don't have to worry about like being a 13, 14, 15 year old and going like, huh, this woman is a, is a lady, but she's voicing Meowth who sounds like a boy. And, you know, having that disconnect in your brain, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I will, I do thank Pokemon for doing that for me to make those connections because you, you, Meowth was one of the most, like, Maddie Blaustein's performance as Meowth is truly, like, like, you can't, like, Meowth That's Right is just perfect. You can't not love that fucking character. There's an episode that focuses just entirely on Meowth and how Meowth learned to talk. 
Uh, because if you oh, listen love, to that's like my favorite Pokemon episode. <laughs> it's so sad because Meowth. So it's it's Meowth is basically like cats nowadays. It was a you know a feral Meowth just out in the fucking wild, and it was a street cat. So street Meowth. Sorry, I keep saying this. It's it's okay. We all street know. Meowth. We all know. <laughs> um. So. There's in this episode, like Meowth is talking to other Meowths and they're all like, Meowth, Meowth. And you're just like, oh, they sound like cats. And then for some odd reason, this Meowth sounds like they're from Southeast Brooklyn. And you're like. <laughs> I'm so glad we got, we got a Meowth. It's like, it's like the other Meowths, they're from like Michigan. This one's from like fucking Canarsie or something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm not talking about like modern day. I'm talking about like literally not, like Maddie Blaustein did her research. She's like, oh, Giovanni, head of the Team Rocket, kind of like a mafia setting. Meowth should also sound like they're like the feral cat that's outside the fucking bar in like Canarsie. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But the point is, regardless, Pokemon Live exists. And uh, it's it's just, there's so much that goes on in this musical. I can't begin to, like, if I could, if I could spend the next 40 minutes describing to you every fucking insane thing that happens in this musical. So there's one, there's one, there's, there's two parts that I want to focus on. Number one is there's a song called Jenny Joy, and it's Brock singing about how he's a one-woman man, but there's two per- Oh, no, sorry, it's called Two Perfect Girls. He's a one-woman man, but there's two perfect girls for him because Brock is, I don't know, 15 years old and wants to hump fucking everything. He's just horny. He like- is just so horny. And the fact that there are two humans in this realm of Pokemon that look exactly the same and have 88 sisters each, that they are just so fuck. He's like, yes! It's, it's like a perfect, like, 15-year-old boy's fantasy because I really need to remind you guys, like, Brock is, at maximum age, 15 years old. <laughs> Maybe 14, probably 14, but definitely like, uh, like puberty's already started like three months before Pokemon began filming. <laughs> no. So, so Two Perfect Girls is about how he wants to fuck Jenny and Joy at this, not at the same, maybe at the same time. Who knows, guys? The world is wide and wonderful. We can do anything we try. Um, but in this musical, they, these people were like, oh, okay. He's singing about Jenny, oh, Jenny, Joy, oh, Joy. A one woman man's what I want to be, but there's two perfect girls for me. And then they just flood the stage with 50 women all dressed in like the Jenny costume and the Joy costume. And the guy playing Brock, and I remember this very vividly, he lost his fucking mind. He's like running around the stage like, yes. And I'm just like, wow, this is weird. Uh, I hope this doesn't impact me later on. All right, next. (laughs) Hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. (laughs) Hope this doesn't. Oh man. But, but yeah, so that was one of them. The other one is, um, so Hillary and I have this ongoing joke about Professor Oak and Delia, Ash's mom, which oh, is that yep. they just fuck so hard oh. now that Ash is out of the house. Oh, like, yeah. Delia was just waiting for that 10th birthday. Get out. Like, Go see the world so your mom can get some dick. <laughs> Go out. Leave a, leave us alone. <laughs> she, Don't Delia, call. Like, Delia likes an older man. <laughs> Who doesn't? So, in the musical, like, they leaned so heavy into that. They were like, hmm... But what's even worse is, so they have this, this song where Delia... So they lean really heavily into the Delia Professor Oak thing. So, also, this was something that the Pokemon canon had to, like, disregard. But in this musical, they they uh, kind of, like, postured that... Because uh, a- Ash's father is not in the show. There's no, there's no recollection of Ash's dad at all. So the musical was like, what if it was Giovanni, guys? What if? What, what do you think? And um, the entire, po- like, the Pokemon and the Nintendo, they were like, no, fuck it, what? 
who allowed you to write this musical? And they're like, ah, oh, shit, it's already on Radio City. Can we take that back? No? Okay. Well, yeah, and Giovanni's Ash's dad. And they're like, no, he's fucking not. <laughs> oh, man. It was literally like somebody wrote a fan fiction and they made a musical out of it. I'm so into this. <laughs> oh, it's great. And also, so one of the other things is the, uh, is the Pokedex. It's, um... You know, it's, it's like this encyclopedia, electronic encyclopedia of all of the Pokemon that exist. Mm-hmm. So for the musical, they were like, well, we can't have like an electronic encyclopedia. So what they did was they hired a dude. They named him Dexter. And he sang like the poker rap and like all that shit. And you were just like, cool. I love the poker rap. Like, man, imagine being that actor and being like, yeah, I was in Pokemon Live in the year 2000. I played Dexter. And they're like, cool. What character is Dexter? And they're like, well, it's the anthropomorphization of a Pokedex. And they're like, what? I'm sorry. Like, like, so you dressed up in a box? No, no. I was just a dude named Dexter, but I was the Pokedex. Um, anyway, okay, um, I'd we'll, like to be... We'll reach out if we have any other questions. Have anyway, a great I'd day. like to be considered for the role of Estragon and waiting for Gadot. Oh, man. But it's so weird. It's such a weird music. It's such a weird musical. Like, I was obsessed with it for a good few years when I was a teenager. Because I just... I believe that I went through, like, an effect where nobody knew that it existed. Oh, but yeah, so that's, it's, it's been, it's been a fucking ride, guys. Um, I, I can also tell you that based on what I know, the, uh, the, so the characters in the musical, like the people, the actors in the musical actually later went on to be in the TV show as well. Um, and not just the TV show, they also went on to just work in four kids properties, uh, cause four kids used to do, po- uh, the, the dub of Pokemon. And um, my favorite, my favorite tidbit is uh, the guy who played Giovanni in the musical ended up going on to play Maximilian Pegasus in Yu-Gi-Oh, which, of course, of course, it's the same character. Of course it is. It's not even Giovanni. Like, because the thing is, Giovanni in the TV show is like, yes, hello, everyone. And then you hear like Pegasus and he's like, hello. And you're like, yeah, it's much better, guys. Why don't we choose that? Uh, not to veer into Yu-Gi-Oh territory for a second, because always, like they're, they're literally they're tied at the hip. There's no way Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh will never not be associated. Okay, with one cool. Another. So like I'm not. You're good. Maximilian Pegasus. What a name! It is, isn't it? Also, do you know in the TV show they made him straight? Like he had this wife named Cecilia, who honestly like looked <clears> like. <throat> uh, Okay, so she had, like, real... Okay, I'm trying to think of, like, the best comparison I can think of. Is she, like, the female version of him? No, no. Um, She was, like... Oh, my God. Um, Like, you know, like, Ariel Versace, like, hair? Yeah. Sorry, we're going into RuPaul Drag Race for territory for a hot minute. So she had, like, hot, like you know, like, hair... Like, Trixie Mattel, high, just, like... Like, this hair is being held up by Hairspray, God, and Jesus, you know? Oh, she had, like, rich, rich white woman hair. Rich white woman hair that drag queens often impersonate? Yes. Except she was, she was less on the rich white woman side and more on the drag queen side in terms of the height of the hair. There were also, like, big ringlets. Like, it was very, like... It was like a Texas m- woman, ha- like, fucked a gothic Lolita cosplayer, and they just, like, the baby that came out was this odd-looking character, and that's Pegasus's wife, named Cecilia, and she's dead. And that's what I remember, guys. Have, have you thought about the fact that, like, the, I mean, granted, this is me being ignorant and um, thinking about, like, the English names of the characters, I guess, yeah. but, like... In comparison to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! characters, like, the Pokemon character, like, human character names are fairly normal. 
Yeah, so the thing is with four kids, what, one of the things that, that really that was uh, widely panned about the dub was that they changed a lot of the stuff around. Oh, yeah. So, for instance, um, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite examples is jelly donuts, which is what they called onigiri in Pokemon. Oh, um, yeah, that's weird. And I thought they were jelly donuts for the longest time. I really did, because as a child, you believe what your TV is telling you. And um, so I fucking... I would look for jelly donuts in a triangle shape, and nope, they don't exist. You want to know why they don't exist? Because they're onigiri, and onigiri are rice balls and not sweet. I mean, they can be, but not sweet like a jelly donut. No, they're sweet um, as if they're plum on the inside. Yes, exactly. And so another thing is the names of the characters. So you have Jesse and James. They were chosen specifically for an American audience. Jesse and James were chosen because they were like, oh, Jesse James, outlaw. These are criminals. There we go. We've done it. There's There's another two. Butch and Cassidy. Where's <laughs> like I I I like I know I know. I it's a yeah. Lot. It's a lot to hear okay. like out loud. You're like I feel like I deserve my money back. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I okay. I don't I don't necessarily rescind my statement. I just amend it to say that like I'm aware that they changed a lot of names for characters. Yeah. But like I'm talking about the comparison of like Ash Ketchum, which is a pun. And then, like, Maximilian Pegasus, which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I feel like Ash Ketchum, like, okay. All right. I will give you Ash Ketchum. But then again, they also did the same thing with the Pokemon names. Pikachu was the only name that was not changed. Like, if you look up... So, hold on. Let me just see if I can find a good example. So, like, um, Japanese Jigglypuff. Because that one... Let's see. Jigglypuff. Okay. Jigglypuff, known in Japan as Purin. See? Jigglypuff was not Jigglypuff in Japan. Yeah. So that's what they did. They changed literally everything. They had a team at four kids looking at the entirety of the the lineup with regards to, or even just po- like, you know, Pokemon America, Pokemon USA, whatever it's called. And they had the entire lineup of every single 151. And they were like, ah, shit. All right. Pikachu? Yeah, we'll keep that one. That's fine. Um, Purin. That sounds too much like a Jewish holiday. We got to change that. <laughs> I, yeah, no. And I think I think that's interesting. I mean, like, this... Pokemon was a lot of kids' first exposure to anime, but it was such, a, like, an Americanized, like, version of it. Yeah. I also thought the onigiri were jelly donuts. Because... Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's insane Um, how they, like, really just controlled what we thought in terms of like you know outside of america but what i love now is that um you know you can look back on that and go wow they were really trying to make us believe one thing or another and actually here's what i'd love to talk about speaking of the four kids pokemon dub this was supposed to be about pokemon sword and shield and how amazing i feel as a 30 year old playing this game but instead it's me telling you all of the pokemon uh tea that i remember that is probably very stale and old and cold but i've got to tell people about this anyway because you always we always have a microwave and we can reheat it Um, it's important and so so there's so as you probably as you as most of people who listen to pokemon or watch pokemon are aware pokemon is no longer voiced by four kids they literally what they did was four kids dropped the entire roster of pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, and somebody else took over i believe it was pokemon world i think i let me actually let me check i want to make sure that i get this correct because pokemon tv show great so um the anime used to be dubbed by four kids and four kids stopped having it in it had to be the mid 2000s 
Um, uh, let's see. Music by Studio. Okay, yes. So 2006. Let's see. So yes, yeah, so they 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 dropped it in 2006, and the, the reason they dropped it, okay. Um, which, oh yeah, the Pokemon Company International was who took it over. So four kids um, had a lot of, the biggest issues were that they uh, constantly changed the, the dialogue and they changed the names and there was a lot of, you know, big issues with four kids. They were, they were shitty to their actors, just a whole bunch of shit. Um, and I have great news for everyone. Uh, they went bankrupt uh, in 2012. <laughs> Actually, no, they, they technically did go bankrupt in 2017. They closed in 2017, but they filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Oh, we loved it. You loved to hear loved it. Loved to hear it. Um, and what happened was when 4Kids lost Pokemon, which was one of their biggest moneymakers, uh, every actor was let go. So your old Ash Ketchum, your old Misty, your old Brock, your old Jesse, your old James, everybody was let go. And they rehired new people who their main goal was to just try to get them to sound similarly enough to the show. And, um, man, it's, it's so funny because I went to New York anime festival in 2008. Yeah. 2008. And, uh, the original voice of Ash Ketchum, Veronica something. Hold on. I really want to make sure I get this correct. Um, Pokemon Ash was voiced by <laughs> plot and characters. There's a whole disambiguation page. Oh my God. <laughs> So Ash was voiced by Veronica, I want to say Sawyer, but that sounds like a character. Veronica from... Sawyer is uh, the main character of Heathers. That's exactly why I'm like, see, there you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. Okay, so it was voiced by Veronica Taylor. That's it. How old is she now? Veronica Taylor. How old is Veronica Taylor? Does it say? Veronica Taylor is, <sighs> I don't know. I have no idea. She has a child, though. <laughs> okay, because the current... Um, I actually went on this uh, YouTube rabbit hole about the voice actors of... About, like, dubbing and voice acting for some reason. And Sarah Ketakenny, I believe, is her name, is the current actor for Ash. And she's 31. So... Yeah. Well, she... I mean, if you think about it, like, if you compare it to, like, um, Simpsons, you know, uh, Nancy Cartwright, the voice in the same child for... 30 years um okay so her daughter was born in 1998 so she's probably like a little bit younger than my mom so maybe like late 50s if i had to guess yeah yeah um i'd say she she's anywhere from like she's anywhere from late 50s to early to like late 50s well it looks like what she's doing nowadays is she's sailor pluto in sailor moon in the english dub Okay, that rules, to be honest. Right? Sailor Pluto is pretty much the best one. That rules. Uh, um, yeah, everybody likes the outer, outer senshi. Um, <laughs> sorry. Like, okay, guys, we're going, listen, this is a nostalgia bomb. We're going to switch your name from Pokemon to just nostalgia. Um, but no, I, so she left the show in 2006, which is, I mean, think about it. Like, as an actor, your company fucks up, so they fire you, and you're just like, the fuck? I was doing a great job. People loved me. Um, and... So she would go, she hit the con circuit and uh, I saw her in 2008 and I got like a little signature and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, Ash Ketchum. Wow. Amazing. This is great. Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends. Uh (laughs) But in in all seriousness, like if you think about, I mean, like anime obviously has been coming to 
America and been hitting the American, like, Western mainstream for a while, but Pokemon was, like, our generations. Because Sailor Moon was, like, a little early for us, even though a lot of us were into it anyway. Yeah. Sailor Moon was more for kids in, like, the 80s. Or no, like, that's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's 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 if you were born in the '80s, you appreciated Sailor Moon because it was like hitting the TV screens in like ni- in the early '90s. Yeah, in the early '90s. I mean, like I watched it at like five in the morning, but like I, you know, that was when it was airing. Pokemon was like right after I got out of school. Like yeah, that exactly. Was perfect. So you, it was perfect. It was in your eyesight. You were alert, awake, wanting to watch it. I, I think at the end of the day, like, the fact that Pokemon, it's, I think Pokemon is a very good example of a 25-year-old person, human creation, being alive. Um, so right. And you should say it. Think about it. At, at, its, at its inception, it was perfect. There was nothing wrong with it. People loved it. Everything was amazing about Pokemon. All, like a newborn baby. We all love a newborn baby. There's nobody who's going to complain about a newborn baby. Even if they're pooping and screaming and there are some mistakes that a baby may make, you're going to give them the, that leniency because they're a baby and they're allowed to make those mistakes. And then they're they're 25 years old and the newest game is too easy and everyone's fucking upset at you and you're like, why the fuck is this so easy? You've had 25 years to improve upon this bullshit. And uh, then you have a 25-year-old crying in a closet going, why the fuck is my life this terrible? <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing. Like, okay... This is, I am not a video game person. I've stated this many times in this podcast, and I will continue to reiterate it until I die. I don't get video games. I'm sorry. I will never. It's fun, but Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't have the hand-eye coordination. Why wouldn't you want a game that's easy? I don't want to be challenged when I play a fucking game. Like, that's frustrating. I agree. If a game is a challenge, it sucks for me. Like, I have a full-time job. I am looking for a house. I am in the midst of, like, five creative projects. If I play a video game... I don't want it to be fucking difficult. I just want to jump over a few things and, like, collect stuff. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I want. I want a video game where I can plug it in, turn it on. (laughs) I'm sorry. This this episode is just so messy. No, it's so fine. We we were bound to have an episode like this. Alexa, stop. She's so mean. Okay, so you want a video... My husband is laughing from a room. I don't know where he... He's laughing, though. I hear his laughter. Okay. Because <laughs> of so, how messy this is. Anyway, so, but exactly. Kind of like, um, like the, you know, the thing is with Pokemon, I, I'm willing to give, I feel like uh, the aunt of Pokemon. Kind of like, I saw them, you know, I see them every time, a few, a few times a year. I'm like, oh, wow, you look, you're going up good. Oh, I want to look at your baby pictures again. And then they're 25, and you're, like, hanging out with your 25-year-old niece, and you're just like... You're fucking cool. I love you, kid. Like, I feel very much my relationship to Pokemon is that of a cool aunt and a younger, like, like niece. And, you know, when they're an adult, you're like, man, I've been waiting for you to be an adult so we can hang out and have fun and things will be chiller and calmer. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know? For me, yeah, for me, the similar relationship is, because my, my family's weird, but, like, because there so, there's so, such big age gaps between me and my cousins, but, like, it's like when the younger cousin gets older, because, like... I have a bunch of older cousins, and I'm the baby of the family. So, mm-hmm. like, once I got older, everyone was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> we can, yeah, we exactly. can curse around similar. you it's, now. It's similar in that sense. You have your older cousins who were waiting for you to get older so they could appreciate you more. And I feel 
personally. Hot take, Pokemon is fun for kids, but it's so much more fun for an adult who likes video games but doesn't really have the time to dedicate to like, you know, grinding and leveling and doing all the stuff that we all used to do when we were younger in video games. Because I could spend hundreds of hours on Pokemon when I was younger. Now I can spend two hours a night, if that, and that's if I want to, and that's if I'm not exhausted because I have an infant. But there's something about Pokemon that is monotonous and repetitive that I enjoy. It's easy. When you're good at it, you're good. You don't have to worry. You don't have to like get frustrated because some asshole keeps killing you in Call of Duty. It's great. I, I, I'm, I'm here for, I, I'm a very big proponent of the play video games you like. And if somebody doesn't like it, that's their opinion, but they can't change your opinion on a game you like, which is why I, to this day, continue to play Kingdom Hearts, which is objectively terrible. And I will admit it. It's garbage. Yeah. I hate it. I, I hate it so much. That's why I own every game. <laughs> I think the Pokemon franchise and like Nintendo in general understands its audience and understands that a franchise grows with its audience. I mean, like, if we think about it, um, Pokemon, Pokemon Go, there are still, like, not as many people play it as did when it first boomed, but there's still a huge core community for that that oh, encourages yeah. people to get outside. As I've, I've taken my friend's phones and played it, it's super easy like, yeah, like and it's, it's, a, it's a great game to encourage um, physical activity. Yeah, physical activity. And it feels very like like you'd walk to your gym battles. And it was nice. It was a lot of fun. The summer of 2016 is the closest we will ever get to world peace. Yeah, no, to be honest. And um, I think that... Um, <laughs> so Niantic just... was like, we did it. We did it, guys. Everyone's outside. And then, I don't know, fucking 2016 happened. Yeah. But like... I think that um, um, Nintendo in general and Pokemon in general understands its audience and understands that the fact that, yes, there are going to be a core group of people complaining that Sword and Shield is not challenging enough. But I've looked into, like, reviews for... Because I, I pop around Reddit sometimes. And a lot of people are saying, this game is great. I just named my... Like, like you, Megan. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I just named my character... Like, every single person I know names their Pokemon, like, dumb... Like, like butterflower or whatever like you know I, so okay so if, let's let's end this on telling you about my main team in pokemon oh i'm so stoked this so, is so i good. have a cinderace i'm going to tell you like the names of the pokemon i think i think i know the names but i mostly just know their the, my nicknames for them so i have a, a cinderace which is one of your starters it's a fire rabbit and i've named him zesty boy <laughs> um i have a dreadnought which is like a turtle like a water turtle like a rock water turtle and i named her crunch but all lowercase crunch um, <laughs> I have Boltund, which is a lightning dog, um, not to be confused with the many other lightning dogs uh, in, in this game. Is he, I named her Cheryl. Listen, is, uh, she, is she a good girl? I have uh, this Apple Tund, which is, uh, it's literally like a turtle. If a turtle was like really enamored with an apple pie and then their baby was uh, an apple pie turtle... Um, I named, so it's, 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 it, I know you would, like, I would, you would think to name it apple pie, but it's, it's type is, uh, dragon and grass, so I named it dragon fruit. Thank you. Um, sorry, her dragon fruit. She's the girl. Um, what else do we have? Um, I've got, oh, I've got, um, a coughing, 
uh, which evolved into a wheezing. Mike gave this one the nickname. We named her Baby Girl Lisa because Mike and I watch um, 90 Day Fiance. And um, Baby Girl Lisa is uh, this old white woman who went to Nigeria to marry a dude. And uh, she smokes a lot of cigarettes. And we saw wheezing and we we're like, oh, Baby Girl Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. Um, who else? Oh, I have this thing called Gerder, um, which sounds like murder. I realize now saying it out loud. But I named her Leslie um, because she looks like a like you know like the Gen X version, of, like the like it's like it's like a Karen, but like a kind of an offshoot, a Leslie. <laughs> Thanks. I think, I think okay. So Karen is like the can I speak to your manager. Leslie is like, mm, the pool boy's looking fine. Like, I was about to say, Leslie also goes into Home Depot and she's like, I know what I'm doing, guys. Yeah, All right? Really I am a is. woman who knows to saw shit. Yes, this is a saw, right? And they're like, ma'am, that is a chain. Exactly, I will saw with it. And you're like, oh. Okay. Okay, Leslie. Um, I need paint. Well, you're in the washing machine section. I know where I am. <laughs> I know where I am. Look at these paint cans. Those are washing machines. <laughs> Look at all of these paints. But I think we can conclude that like Pokemon is like that's oh. what you make it. It's it's literally I. I feel like Pokemon has become like the deck of cards of the modern generation. Yeah, no, it's it's a modern. It's like. It's fun, and, like, there are so many varieties. You can really choose your own adventure. You could go the route of... The fact that a musical was made, and they leaned into the funnier tropes of, like, the this frankly ridiculous children's television show. When, when uh, Broadway comes back, guys, uh, I'm not... I, I don't want to be the only one to say it, but uh, let's, let's, let's bring back Pokemon Live. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Do let's it. do it. <laughs> I... I, honestly, I would have paid good money to uh, see a mafioso-inspired Team Rocket. <laughs> I really, it was really great. They, it was really weird. I really can't. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like you don't understand how much of a lot it is. Um, it's a lot. Like I think about it, and um, they have the so you know the Team Rocket. I know we're we're about to end, but you know they have the Team Rocket motto: to protect the world from devastation, to unite all peoples within our nation, to denounce the evils of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse James, Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Meowth, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, the fact that I remembered that number one, I'm angry. Uh, Don't <laughs> two, they made that a song. And uh, it's uh, it's called Prepare for Trouble and duh. But I really, if there's anything I can tell you guys, is most of the songs from the musical were put into the, the Pokemon TV show. So you, um, One Woman Man is, is uh, it was actually sung by the guy who did the voice of Brock. Uh, Prepare for Trouble was also sung by the voice actors of Jesse and James. Um, uh, you know, the Pokemon, the Pokemon rap was already there. Uh, there's just a ton of songs in the musical that were just already put into Pokemon. So if I want to tell you how to spend your weekend afternoon just laughing and enjoying life, look up some Pokemon songs. They're hysterical. They're great. I like them. They're fun. It's just, it's just a fun thing to do. I think, like Hillary said, Pokemon is what you make of it. You can catch them all. You can catch one. You can do random stupid challenges. You can watch run-throughs on fucking YouTube. You can do whatever you want with Pokemon. Just enjoy it. Don't, like, gatekeep how other people enjoy it because 
that is truly the worst part of any fandom. Exactly. Um, just one last thing before we, because we have to acknowledge it on this uh, podcast. Um, unra- uh, Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled ended recently. Yes. And there is there are several episodes on Pokemon, but he's done an episode on the perfect Pokemon rap, and we highly recommend you start your Pokemon nostalgia journey there. I agree. I'd also tell you. So his he's as he as uh, Hillary said his last he finished it un, he finished his unraveled. But his last unraveled was about Pokemon edibility. And uh, I will tell you as uh, as a Pokemon connoisseur, it's a great episode. I think in general, um, if we can tell you to go anywhere that you know if you enjoy fandom, if you enjoy discussions about fandom and things in fandom, unraveled's just taking fandom to the umpteenth degree with a in, in, with a collegiate amount of research. Yes, it's truly incredible. But, um, so we thank you so much. We thank you for bearing through quite an unconventional episode, but that's okay. I got a million interruptions, too. You just didn't really hear them as much. People were bursting in and out of my room as I was recording this. Uh, you know what? I think I win because I have a four-month-old. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, we're, you know, uh, next episode will be hopefully a little bit quieter. I'll try to record when she's napping. However, can't really force a nap on a baby. You no. got to just pray and hope. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, please stay safe. Wear a mask. This is not over yet. Um, schedule your elderly and essential worker loved ones for vaccines. Absolutely. Um, And make sure that when you do go out, you socially distance, you wear a mask, you use hand sanitizer and only go out if necessary, guys. If you're if it's part of your job, if you need to get groceries, go out. Do you need to go to the mall and go to Claire's? No. You don't need to go to Claire's in the first place. Claire's <laughs> like, why are we going to Claire's? <laughs> All right. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.